This is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Hi, welcome back. I'm here with Kirsten Yates, and we are going to talk about how you can pick projects in your business using your intuition, the practices she practices she uses to maintain her creativeness and intuition in her business, and uh, how she has super ways of getting things done without stress. So welcome. Thank you, Michael. I'm so glad to be here. This is an honor. So you mentioned you have some daily practices that help you avoid being reactive in your business. Yeah. And you, you said you, you stay away from the computer first thing in the morning. Absolutely. So I don't know about you or anyone else listening, but um, a common practice and habit that a lot of people have, and myself included in the past, is waking up in the morning, turning off my alarm, and immediately checking my phone for notifications, Facebook, email, etc. I mean, ever since I got my first smartphone, I'm pretty sure this was my practice. And what I didn't realize at the time was that engaging immediately with the outside world, with technology, with the internet, was putting me forward into the day in a reactive space. So I was immediately responding to the needs of the world before my own. Mm. And it wasn't until I actually developed my own spiritual practice when I moved to Bali in 2014 um, that I understood the importance of attending to our own spiritual needs first thing in the morning before we even think about opening up technology. So yes, I'd say the biggest habit change that I've made in my life is you know, completing my daily practice of morning rituals and ideally, you know, eating a nourishing breakfast and journaling and doing some reading all before opening technology. Mm. Even on the day I plan to get a lot of work done, mm. email can wait mm-hmm. until my practices are done. Well, it is email. I mean, it's sitting there <laughs> waiting. It's not like it's going to expire. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It'll be there. <laughs> so you mentioned you have some rituals. Can you share what rituals you use to help you? Yeah, I would love to. Um, morning rituals are a huge passion of mine, just the topic in general, because I think it can be so transformative to bring this into your life. My rituals have changed. They sort of flow with time as I go through different phases of meeting different sort of practices. But right now I'd say I wake up, I have a couple of Ayurvedic cleansing practices that I do. So I scrape my tongue. Um, If I have a body brush, which I don't right now, I normally brush my skin with a um, stiff body brush to scrape off dead skin cells and it kind of invigorates the body so I just sort of physically prepare myself for the day rinse out my mouth cleanse the face in Ayurveda these are all important practices just for cleansing the senses and preparing for the day and then I sit on my yoga mat and I generally meditate I sit for a couple of minutes just two minutes um, before I practice yoga and in these two minutes I normally bring my journal in which I have written down you know my my um you know, my vision that I'm working on. So the vision that I'm creating in my life, it's generally a few sentences. And, um, so I read that silently or out loud and I sit for a couple of minutes and I go through a a yoga practice, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, whatever my body's asking for. And then I will meditate for another 12 to 20 minutes. That's just, again, whatever my body's needing. Um, and then a bit of journaling. So it sounds like a lot of practices, but I really complete this all within about an hour, I would Mm. say. Um, so I journal, I, I write three things that I'm grateful for 
mm-hmm. I find this practice to be really helpful. And I just do a bit of a free write after meditation. Um, I'll just write for two minutes about what's on the top of my head just to get it, you know, get the those thoughts off the head before I, yeah, dive into more creative processes for the day. Mm. Um, so what do you notice when you follow these rituals in your business versus when you don't? Mm. I First thing I notice is that when I do sit down to work, I feel so grounded and happy to be there. Mm. I feel intuitively more connected to what I need to do. Mm. And that's a huge thing because before when I would just wake up and be at the whim of the world and running around like crazy and eating, stuffing breakfast down my mouth and getting to work, I felt so scattered. And I would start my day with the tasks that weren't the most important. I would start my day checking emails, checking, writing back to messages, doing more tedious things that weren't going to make a big impact for my day. But when I do my morning practices, I'm inspired to set goals for the day. I'm inspired to create a list of the most important tasks to be done and the subtasks that are going to get those things done. Um, and I feel more inspired to dive into the intuitively to the work that's the most important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as I have different projects going on, I feel more called into one project because I've attended to my spiritual needs already that day. So they're activated. So would, would you say you're more productive when you do this? Even Absolutely. though you've taken an hour out of your morning to do some rituals. Completely. Yes. I have more energy and I'm more joyful while I'm working. Mm. That's great. Yeah. And you actually get more done. I do. Yeah. I get more done. I've created more content. I've created videos that just came to me through inspiration mm. when I was in this space. Um, I'm able to, yeah, to come up with new ideas and just to, to hammer out the details. Cause as you all know, with any kind of project we're working on, no matter how passionate we are, there's always those logistics that just need to get done. And I'm able to approach those with more ease and get them done more efficiently and with less distraction. So this is another thing. When I'm in my mode of doing my practices, I don't feel called to have Facebook open, email open, all these tabs, which, as we all know, just distract us from getting things done. Something that might make, take 10 minutes takes an hour because we're clicking back and forth with all these things. So I don't feel a need to do that when I'm more centered. Mm. Yeah. Why do you think we have that need to be distracted? Because it's a strong thing in many business people that- yeah. They they have their email there, they, they their phone is beeping and making little noises. <laughs> right. I mean well I think as humans we're hardwired in some way to crave connection and to crave this validation in some way from others. So just speaking for myself, I know if I'm on Facebook and I see those little numbers come up, you know like mm. the little one or the two under the messages mm-hmm. or notifications it's really difficult to close out the window without at least checking who it's from or checking what's my new event that I've been invited to or something. And it's, you know, I think Facebook and these social media apps, they design them this way so that they give us that ding. They give us that little hit of dopamine that we need to keep us going. Um, and it, it gives us a little charge of excitement, but ultimately it's keeping us away from our work. It's yeah. keeping us. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like, instead of the true passion of, the work that you want to put out into the world through your business it's like a little passion candy that you can snack on <laughs> but it it doesn't really get your business any further forward to no. check email or check social media exactly it doesn't it's you know the way i see it is that's attending to the needs of others before the needs of yourself and your own mm-hmm. business and no one else is going to come in and tell you i mean if you're an entrepreneur and you're creating a business 
no one else is going to tell you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So if your priority is to move your business forward, it's your responsibility to put all of those other messages second mm-hmm. and follow what you know needs to happen mm. first. But I think that's true for any leader. That it's important to be clear what the project needs in order to move forward yeah. instead of reacting to yeah. everything else. Yeah. Uh, so you you mentioned that you have many projects you're working on. I, I'm kind of curious, mm. <laughs> how do you pick which project to work on today or this week or this month? Because yeah. That's a pretty important thing in a business to what we decide to work on. It is. It's so important. And you know, for anybody out there that considers themselves a multi-potentialite or someone that has very many interests and different things they want to be doing in different areas, it can be a real challenge because some people, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives have this too, we tend to get shiny object syndrome. We get very excited about new ideas mm. and vision, you know, being visionaries and having these great big plans. And for some of us, the day-to-day grunt work of bringing those visions into the world isn't so exciting. <laughs> so for me, you know, yes, I have a number of different projects in different areas that I'm working on. So for example, I'm building up my health coaching practice and I'm creating a number of online programs and eBooks and products to help, you know, bring this to the world as well as my one-on-one coaching. Um, I run yoga retreats and I teach yoga classes and I'm working on, you know, building a platform for creating a yoga movement um and as well as i'm an artist so i'm working on some some local books to create travel guides so all these different things are really fun um but how i choose these projects how i choose what's most important in the moment is really a process of being in touch with myself and what i know what i feel called to do in the moment and also what i know will build what projects make sense to do in what order to create the ultimate vision that I want. So I think it's really important for us to have, you know, a one-year vision, a five-year vision, a 10-year vision, so that we can see how everything we're doing in our days, every project we're working on is fitting into that vision. So we're not just creating things randomly, creating courses here, creating products, you know, sales funnels for this and that, but we're creating something bigger so everything can fit together and that, I think, is how I'm working now to prioritize my time. Yeah. And do you do that in your journal or a spreadsheet or a document? Or how, where do you have all these different yeah. plans for different time scales? That's a great question. I'd say right now it's a combination of journaling for sure. That's where I immediately tap into my intuition is through handwriting my ideas bringing an artistic element to it. You know, I use colors, I use pencils and markers, and um, sometimes I'll create poster boards. I actually have posters in my room right now that need to be set up, and I'll make these great big, you know, visions where I can literally write out and map out visually how I see my different projects fitting together. Mm. You know, how do I see my health coaching practice, my Ayurveda teaching, my yoga work, you know, fitting into a greater yoga global movement one day? Mm. Um, And so I'll do that visually, and then I'll also, I'm a big fan of Google Docs, so I have different Google Doc folders for all my different projects. It's 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 quite a simple project management tool. It's not as fancy as Evernote or people use Asana. I've also used or Asana. I don't know Asana. I should know. I'm a yoga teacher. I should know how to say Asana. But I think of the project management tool as different from the yoga Asana. Um, but people, you know, have all these different tools, and I just like Google Docs because I can create folders and I can create different documents for different topics. 
spreadsheets um, are great for creating calendars, and it's also Google Docs is great for sharing. So I'm involved in a number of collaborative projects, and I'm able to share these documents with my team. Um, we're able to create changes, and that's saved for everyone to see. So it's one of my favorite productivity managers. Mm. Yeah, I use Google Docs too for similar reasons. Yeah. <laughs> But it's good to have different ways of organizing your projects. I find Google spreadsheets are really good for having different goals and a different. And you, I use the tabs for different uh, time periods, like this week or this quarter or this year, because mm. uh, then I can easily flip back and forth and just see uh, what you know how the goals for this week tie into this quarter, totally, and how they tie into the annual goal. And that's something I use in a mastermind I'm in. So we see all of each other's goals for the week, for the quarter, for the year, and mm. we kind of call each other on our shit when our weekly goals really are not like leading anywhere. <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah, accountability. Accountability <laughs> is great for getting someone. Yeah. So I, you, you were generous enough to share some of the pages from your journal, <laughs> and they're so artistic and beautiful. What an inspiration! And you, you had a page in there where. Uh, you you had your values listed, which I thought was very interesting. And you said you use those to help decide if you're going to work on a project or not. And I'd love to hear a bit about that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot to put that in the last question. Um, yeah, so you know, for me, I've realized that that my being clear on my values, which is basically what's most important to me, to make sure I'm living my optimal life, um, being clear on those is crucial. Before I engage with the world, you know. Why, why is it crucial for you? That's a good question. It's crucial because I have direction. It's my roadmap, and it helps me make decisions that align with my highest nature, mm. with my highest, my highest so good. If you, so if you don't do that and pay attention to your values when picking a, a project to do, mm-hmm. what, what's the end result? I end up feeling completely scattered. I feel drained. I feel lost. Um, I feel frustrated and upset and I'm fighting myself because I don't want to be doing this, but I have to, and it's, mm. it's draining me. I mean, mm. um, yeah, for example, the, so my values right now that I've identified are, are freedom, creative expression, um, love and connection, vitality, learning, and excitement. So mm-hmm. these, these are my core values right now. And I notice that these, mm-hmm. these change sometimes as we go through life, mm-hmm. but these are my guiding posts right now. And so if I'm engaging with something and this doesn't just go for projects, it goes for relationships as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had relationships in the past that just felt draining. And mm-hmm. if I really line that up with my values, does this relationship make me feel free and expansive inside? Mm-hmm. You know, does this help me show up as a free and expansive person? Mm-hmm. Cause that's a, something I value so much is being free and expansive. Mm-hmm. If not, that's a problem for me, mm. you know. Same with projects. If I feel now, you mentioned yeah. relationship. I think you meant romantic relationship. Mm. But does that also apply to when you hire people to do work for you, or you pick clients that you're going to work with? Absolutely, absolutely. Any kind of relationship. Yes, you know. This has actually been a huge thing as well, as far as working with clients. I've worked with clients mm-hmm. that in that client relationship, and I'm not sure. It's not necessarily the person, but just the way that we had had things arranged work-wise, the energy flow, it didn't line up with my values. And I would end up, mm. that that client work would end up being a lot more work than it needed to be. So it didn't really end up being worth my time, mm. even though I was getting paid. Mm-hmm. 
the energetic exchange was so mismatched because I had to expend so much more energy um, because this wasn't lined up with my highest nature. I wasn't yeah. able to be, you know, when we're in line with our highest nature, we're in flow. You know, things come more easily to us. We're more inspired. We're more energized. We're more happy. And we bring better work into the world. So, And we get more done. And we get more done. Mm-hmm. We all like to get more done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that idea that, you know, because I think everyone's experienced, you know, people who work for them or clients that drain their energy. And a lot of us, you know, will pick people to work with who feel good energetically, but you've got a, a system here where you can kind of see, okay, I can check off my values and see mm-hmm. ahead of time, is this person going to be a good client? Is this person going to be a good uh, yeah. person to work for me? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Help with that. So yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a simple system. You know, it's yes. just like just six things, but it's, um, but it's powerful if you're committed to it. It's a kind of energy vampire ometer that you yes. can kind of... <laughs> pull out and think okay check excitement creativity joy okay learning health vitality yeah Yeah. and then you can see okay they've got five out of six okay we'll see if that's good exactly (laughs) yep yep or they've got one out of six nah it's not gonna (laughs) even though they're offering me a million bucks I'm not gonna do the work with them because it won't work out good yeah exactly and yeah money is you know, doing things just for money like this, if it's not in line with who we are, I feel like it, everything comes back to balance. And even if there's that initial monetary gain, if we're expending our energy in ways that is draining us and depleting us, you know, it's, it's not worth it. You know, we're going to fall back in other areas of life or we might end up losing that money later. Or having health challenges. Exactly. how that happens in business. People are in, in a business where they are being trained by people around them or the business projects themselves and and their health declines or their family relationships suffer you know exactly. that's the other way that can go right and that can be directly related back to how we how conscious we are in our business and by practices like you're mentioning of looking at the values of the relationships and the projects mm. um, that's a way to avoid that and to keep vitality in all areas yeah so I really love that. Yeah. Um, are there any other things you, you access your intuition on when you're picking projects to do? You, you mentioned you look at the values and whether they're aligned, but mm. do you get other intuitive information? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of simple, but a lot of times I just notice how I'm feeling. Mm. You know, I think being aware of how we're feeling in any given moment is really mm-hmm. powerful. And mm-hmm. so this has happened to me a lot where I'll be you know, engaging with something new and maybe it's not exactly what I expected. Maybe it's not in the field of, of health and yoga. You know, for example, a couple of weeks ago I was exploring the, getting into the field of e-commerce and while that doesn't feel like a priority for me right now, while I was exploring it, it felt exciting and I felt this, you know, my, my learning and growth was being triggered and I just, I felt excited about it in the moment, you know? And, um, so I, I enjoy following just how I'm feeling. If I'm, if something, if there's energy for something, I trust that and I follow it. And if that energy starts to decline, I mean, it's a fine line, right? Because we can't expect (laughs) just energy and happiness to direct ourselves because a lot of times it's just, you have to go with the grunt work and you have to know, um, you have to 
have a higher vision and a why that will get you through the lower energy times. And I think for me, this is I, why I find even the, yeah. the quotes grunt work or I can be excited about it as long as I remember the why. Yeah. And, and I do other things to bring exactly. energy in. I can ask myself, what would it take to feel joyful about doing this task? What would it take for this task to go easy and joyfully and successfully? Yes. And then I'll get inspiration. Oh, maybe I need to take a... I'll do half an hour of this thing, and then I'm going to take a five-minute dance break. Yeah, you know? <laughs> And that just kind of helps me with it. Yeah. Or whatever the inspiration is. Mm. Yeah, right. Because why shouldn't we be able to make all parts of the process energized and fun? Absolutely. Yeah. Being connected to that why, that big why is so important. I mean, yeah. you know, was it syphilis who was pushing the boulder up the hill repeatedly mm. but he enjoyed it you know mm-hmm. even though it was a bit tedious yeah because he had a why you have to have a why yeah. without a why there's no foundation there's no driving force without a why there's no you yeah that's true without <laughs> a why why oh you just ooh yeah <laughs> yeah and and what i notice as well is at least for me the why needs to be something far bigger than myself you know, mm. and I think that's why in the moment, like just using this concrete example, mm. the e-commerce was exciting as I learned about the process and I kind of geek out about online business stuff, but I didn't have a why that was bigger than me. My why mm. for the project was earning passive income. Mm. So I could work on my other projects like my mm-hmm. yoga, my holistic health business, but mm. in and of itself at the time, my e-commerce business didn't have a big enough why. And right now I've shifted my focus. Mm. You know, I got what I needed from that learning experience and I'm focusing now on projects that do have a bigger reach. Even if they don't have, even if I'm not earning money right away, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm focused on making a difference and creating an impact that's going to reach far more than my own life, far more than the people that I know, but people that I don't even know yet, people that maybe aren't even born yet. Mm-hmm. This is what I aspire to do with my life and my work. Mm-hmm. And that's a why that's strong enough to keep going through the more tedious parts. It's sort of like you swapped out the regular battery and put one of those Energizer batteries <laughs> in, and now you're the Energizer bunny in your business. Just keep on going and going and going. Yes. <laughs> and also, with the why, it's not just motivating you to get things done uh, and enjoy them. It probably also helps enroll and motivate people you hire to help you mm. and people who would join you in that journey, your know, clients. Exactly. Um, journalists, other people. Exactly. I mean, people want to join a movement. People want to join a cause that has passion behind it, that's yeah. making a difference. And I mean, if you think about big, the companies that are most successful, they do have a mission and a story. Mm-hmm. It's something that people want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's not even so, like having that big why and mission is so powerful, but it's, it's almost just the fact that you have one. It doesn't matter so much like, okay, you, yes, you want to get clear on the exact wording of it and what it is, but just make sure that you have one that's important that you care about that other people can get on board with. And when you share your message, other people will feel that bigger power than you that's there because you're not going to get anybody on board with you, whether it's to work as your assistant or to be a client, whatever. If it's just, Hey, join my business. I'm making this business because I want to make money. I mean, there's, that's so weak. It's so, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to have this life force to attract people to it. Yeah. I, I found with job ads that really helps to have, uh, you know, extra motivation in there and speak that, you know, when the job ad speaks to the person and their passion, mm-hmm. like I just wrote a job ad for a writer 
and I had a phrase in there that said something like, um, you write so good that it's not just your mum who tells you that you write mm. good. And if you had to stop writing, you'd be taking that secret cyanide pill you've got stashed in your mouth. <laughs> um, yeah. It's... Which, um, you know, expressed... I mean, it was expressive of their writing. Yeah. And then, you know, I... So I, I, and you know, I talked about why the company, what we were doing, and why it was important. The writing was so important to us. Mm. So, uh, and that I think helps to attract the right people. And then when you have someone good, they're like, "Yeah, this is me. I want to work together on that." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You attract the right people to you when you are just so authentic about the real mission behind your work. Mm. The right people will come in. The people, mm-hmm. your tribe, the people that are meant to also be working on this mission with you. Yeah, so it's both energetic and practical. Yeah. You can shift your energy that will attract the right people and then also by the way you communicate mm. about your business and the opportunities, it will you know help people come in and be attracted. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, you... you you mentioned you use journaling a lot to, to connect with your intuition. How else do you, do you use that? You, you said you use it in the morning to review your, you know, where you want to go today. Mm, yeah. So how do I use journaling? I mean, so many ways. I, I mean, I use journaling to capture insights that I'm having, whether it's about life, whether it's about business. And a mm. lot of times they're connected. Mm-hmm. You know, The most powerful, I think, is when we do have insights or stories or challenges, things that come up in our life that we can share with others through our business. You know, um, the most powerful experiences that affect other people or that people are drawn to are things that we've really been through that we can share authentically. So, you know, I'm just often capturing my own experience of the world and I, it's, it's just a constant place for me to be creating and vision storming and laying out plans and, you know, mind mapping how things fit together. Um, I'll just, I'll keep lists of like workshop ideas that I have, um, retreat ideas, just different topics, different people that I want to be connecting with. So it's just a very, for me, it's a very visual expression of my soul. And I think we all have. And I I just want to add that in this journal, there's lots of color (laughs) diagrams. It's not, it's a work of art. Well, thank you. Oh, I also keep my goals very neatly organized, my journal. (laughs) Of which there are many categories of goals, but mm. yeah. So I think the main point is that I think it's important for any of us as entrepreneurs and creators to find a system that helps you express what's inside of you and bring it to the outside world, because mm. that's what a business is really. Mm. You know, it's something that creates value for the world, uh, something that people are willing to pay for. But you're really bringing a part of yourself as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. something that starts in you, an idea, mm-hmm. a seed and bringing it to the outside world. So understanding yourself and how you can best manifest that. Maybe it's, you know, I have friends, they keep audio recordings. They keep their iPhone with them all the time, as do all of us, right? But they're constantly recording voice memos. And they go back and they have hours and hours of these little snippets of voice memos, which is where they get their greatest inspiration, walking in the woods. Mm. From there, they can create business products and launches and ideas, and it's beautiful. Mm. Because that's how they best express or capture their unique inspirations. Mm. Now you mentioned a word there, vision storm. I haven't heard that before. Mm. Can you share what that is for you? Vision storm, yes. 
it's for me it's a more feminine version of a brainstorm. So a brainstorm is, you know, in my mind, a brainstorm is what we used to do in school when we would make that web where we put, you know, one idea in the middle and we'd have these different spokes coming out of it and we would mm. write down all the related ideas. So a brainstorm is in my mind it's like very masculine and it's it's very productive as well, but um for me a vision mm. storm is it's a way for me to yeah, to express all of the parts of a vision if i'm feeling inspired to create a project i might get creative with it i might put on music i might get into my body mm-hmm. and you know practice some yoga beforehand i might have some dance breaks mm-hmm. um you know vision boards are something a powerful tool that i've used in the past to you know creatively collect the images the ideas the words for you know what i want to create in my life for the next year it's a very popular thing to do at the beginning of the year right mm. and how do you use that vision board because i'm not seeing one in the room <laughs> it's not <laughs> here no i made this when i was home in seattle um, do you have a photo on your laptop or it's my facebook cover photo right oh, now yeah wonderful. so you see it and your friends see it yes exactly what a great idea yes it's you know it's so important to have a clear vision of what we desire to create in our life You know, it's if we just go through life hoping for the best or wishing things will turn out a certain way, we don't have the right to be disappointed when they don't because we haven't like clearly set that intention. So if we have a specific desire outcome we want to achieve, whether that's business in our business world in our personal life, whatever, it's our job to focus on that to bring that into reality. Mm. You know, so if I desire to create a business that has ma- you know, massive impact on the world, bringing yoga to places where people aren't currently practicing to help raise spiritual awareness and if I want to bring holistic health whatever you know I have lots and lots of visions for my business but it's my job to first envision that in myself and then to externalize it and mm-hmm. focus on it and believe mm-hmm. it and feel it and feel mm-hmm. that already happening so mm-hmm. yeah like having I mean I've just moved into this apartment that we're at recording this podcast but and so I don't have these words up but normally in my space I'll have you know posters and things where I'm just writing about the reality I want to create um because it's you could always buy yeah. some poster board and yeah it's in the corner over there yeah, I just there haven't unrolled it. it I tried to tape it up but it fell down so I need to buy oh. some new tape but yeah that's <laughs> that's the way that I personally do it like I said we all have our different ways you know if you're visual if you're a creator if you like to create with your hands mm-hmm. how can you do this and if you're more you know auditory if music is your inspiration how can you mm-hmm. use that to you know some you know writing music or playing music or I've seen people who make these little videos and they have music and it has their creation of their business in it and all the different things they want to create it's like a movie vision board yeah that's beautiful <laughs> yeah listen to it it only lasts a minute or two and they just watch it every day oh my goodness yeah that's powerful and i know some people who create dance that expresses their goal and vision and yeah they move their body a certain way mm. uh, and that reminds them of their vision yeah so well, and some people visualize things and, you know we all are different ways not everyone right. uh, visualizes or is kinesthetic or auditory we have different ways of right. connecting mm-hmm. yeah some people just do that very well just through meditation yeah, yeah they're just able to visualize what they're creating in their world yeah. and just tap into that and sit with it and breathe into yeah. it Yeah. However you want to create the magic in your business. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> so you mentioned that 
you do something to when you're working on a task, you set the energy in yourself so the task can be successful. Mm. Which I thought was very interesting. Can you share how, what you do and what effect it has? Yeah. So, pretty much before I sit down to work on anything that. I care about my business, which is everything. <laughs> so pretty much before I sit down to work on anything, I want to make sure that I'm coming from a good space. I'm coming mm. from a space of inspiration, of natural energy, of bringing my best self to the project. Mm. And how do I do that? You know, it starts with the morning practices. It starts with nourishing my body. It starts by making sure I'm eating the right kind of foods. So for example, I wouldn't sit down in the morning and, you know, completely starving, chug a cup of coffee, which would make me jittery as all, you know, whatever. And scarf down a few donuts. Scarf down a few donuts, <laughs> yeah. And expect to do my best work, especially, mm. let's say, I've had six hours of sleep, not enough, and mm. I'm just not, but I'm feeling stressed for time because I've got a deadline with one client, and mm. um, that's not going to be my best space. And I'm not telling you I'm perfect. No way. I have probably done that exact scenario in the past week, but it feels terrible. Mm. And that's not the kind of work that we want to be bringing to our business. We, you know, it starts with self-knowledge. It really starts with... Why? Let me just... Why don't you want to bring that kind of work to your business? I, I agree, mm, yeah. and I just want to dig into that. I feel... You know, maybe this is, like, way too... I don't know, fluffy, but I feel like it creates... A an unsteady foundation mm. that if we can really show up to our business in a solid, inspired, whole way, think about what that's creating for the project as it evolves. We're really we're coming every day from a really conscious place. We're able to strategize more clearly. We're able to see and understand how things, what steps need to be taken. Right? If we're coming from a place where we're nourished, where we're whole, where we're rested, where we're feeling good, where we've gotten our movement in, we've exercised, you know, we've maybe had our little dance parties, we feel happy, we're listening to our favorite jams, you know, and we're ready to sit down, like, we're able to see things more clearly and build a better foundation for the business. Because sometimes if I'm sitting down and I'm not in this good space, I'll just start working on something that doesn't really matter. I'll just be twiddling around with my the design of my website or I'll be you know, sitting, trying to write a, an email for my newsletter that's just, just struggling with it and it doesn't sound like me and I get frustrated and I realize I've wasted two hours and I'm hungry and it's just, probably just need to scrap that email anyway, you know, but if we come from a more clear space, um, you can just create better work. So, kind of, it creates more space and time for creating things, taking some time to connect with yourself and then consciously pick how you're going to do a particular task actually makes it can make it go more efficiently than just leaping into it. Totally. I can't tell you how much time I've wasted when I was trying the old method before grounding in first. Wait, time is wasted because I would do work that I just have to end up scrapping. Mm. I don't like it later because mm -hmm. it wasn't good. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it, it sounds like you, you get better work by doing this and you also feel better about yourself and you're healthier. Yeah. And I'm also imagining uh, that it, it, it impacts other people better. If you write that email newsletter from that place of consciousness and joy, mm. 
more people interact with you through it. Yeah. Is, have you had that experience? Or? Definitely. Yeah. People, other people can feel your energy when you bring that、mm. to your to your work, to your connections. If you're writing an email, if you're speaking with someone, especially with connections, it's important to bring、mm. our best selves. And that doesn't mean we have to be perfect.、Mm. You know, it doesn't mean we're presenting this model of ourselves as. Hundred percent perfect. No, sometimes that's writing in that email about the struggle that we had to get there that、mm-hmm. day. You know, the challenge it was to sit on the yoga mat and dedicate to that practice, despite the stress and all the other things going on. Like that's something valuable that people can connect with, and so it's authenticity. You know, it's、mm-hmm. not needing to be perfect, but. I've even heard of people、yeah. leaving spelling mistakes in emails because that is how people really write emails. Yeah, you know they sometimes are not totally perfect English,、mm. and by making an email that goes out to thousands of people feel like they were writing to that person individually、mm-hmm. produces better results. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. It does. Yeah, it does because people want to connect with humans. Yeah, you know they want to they want to connect with humans. Entrepreneurs that have that are on a mission, they want to join that mission, and they want、mm. you to connect with them as a person.、Mm. So showing that humanness is the best thing I think you can do in your business. And you had a great term for this. You called it conscious hustle. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're getting things done. Yeah. And you're being conscious. Conscious hustle. Yeah. It. I love it, that. It came up in our conversation, and it came up sort of organically. And as I mentioned to you before, it's actually a, a good friend of mine, Daniel Finnerty. If you're listening, Daniel. Shout out!、Um, this is actually something that he's embodied in his business as well, and it's big inspiration. As I was able to work with him and his business partner last year, and really learn about this conscious aspect of hustling. Like, yes, we're building businesses. We we have a drive. We have a fire. We're hungry. You know, we want to make an impact. We want to create an audience. We want to create a tribe. We want to create a movement.、Um, And we want to earn money because this is value, you know. And with when we're earning, when we're when we are in flow of abundance, we're able to give back more. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely a beautiful thing.、Um, so we're hustling, but we're doing it in a way that's connected with truth and our authentic, authentic nature,、mm. um, and that's connected with the people that we're serving. That's what conscious is to me. It's we're connected with the people. We're not connected with things or money or outcomes. We're connected with humans.、Mm. And that's where I think a lot of businesses fall down. They forget that connection, that consciousness,、mm. and it can sort of chug along for a while, but eventually it, it kind of can fall apart.、Mm-hmm. You know, like I forget which car company did that thing where they lied about the emissions、yeah. thing, and then they got into a lot of trouble, and then people weren't buying their cars.、Mm. You know, getting away from your values and your consciousness. And cause problems. Absolutely, and trust is so key. And it's just less fun. Is it? Yeah, exactly. It's oh, so much less fun. Yeah, and fun is massively important. Yeah. So I, I know you, you. We talked a bit about、uh, the other day about、uh, being sensitive to other people's energy. And can you share your experience with that in your business?、Mm. Definitely, you know. <laughs> well, as I mentioned before, I'm someone who does have a lot of different projects and ideas going all at once, and part of that is because I'm very sensitive to energy of others.、Um, something that that happens for me is 
if I'm speaking with someone about what they're working on in their life, after two minutes of talking to this person, if they have any degree of passion for what they're doing, um, I've convinced myself that I also want to do this thing <laughs> because I get so wrapped up in their passion for it. Like this summer, I met a guy in Portland who was a, a ceramic artist. That's what he did with his life. He hand he made hand thrown pottery. And after this talk, I was convinced I wanted to give up everything. Not give up everything, but I wanted to spend a good deal of time at the ceramic studio making pottery, maybe trying to make a business out of it, you know? And the next day I woke up, I was like, no, I don't actually want to dedicate my life to ceramics, but it's interesting to notice. So I'm picking up other people's energy and passion and excitement. Um, so that is something that I'm, you know, using as a benefit in my business, as I coach people to, you know, thrive in their life, to create more energy, to create more health, to bring their visions to life, um, to, you know, excel in their life through yoga and, you know, holistic health practices and everything. Like I want to, use this ability to understand people's passions and pains as well to, to help them create the life that they actually want to be living. And, um, it, it can also be a detriment being very sensitive to others' energies. You know, when we receive criticism in our business, when we see other people doing things differently, you know, like for me, I have to be very strong in what I'm doing and know that this is my right way and not to be swayed and try other things just because someone else is trying it. And does or... that come back to your morning rituals that help you be strong and hear criticism and it's not going to personally affect you? You can take yeah. in what's positive and let go Yeah, else. I think so. And I mean, I'm definitely not nowhere near guru status at this point. <laughs> I'm very affected by criticism from others and different opinions and ideas and... Um, but yes, it does come back to self. To you know, maybe if some of those gurus from history <laughs> had had little Amazon review things on their latest book, they might have been a little less. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's difficult, right? With all this feedback coming in all the time. No, but we can use feedback to our advantage. And feedback is great. It means, you know, our work is having some impact in the world and there's, you know, return. We can understand what impact that is, whether it's well, like positive, I, negative. I, I think sometimes when we have a bold cause or movement that our business is putting out into the world, it can polarize people. And some people become raging fans and other people become right. very critical. Right. I think so. that's a beautiful thing. I think I've heard, I don't know if it's a quote from someone, but it's kind of something I believe in. Is if you're not pissing somebody off, you're probably not doing something... If, probably not standing for something very important. Yeah. You know, any important cause or movement, like you said, is going to elicit, you know, naysayers or the, you know, the people that don't like what you're doing. And that's because Mm -hmm. it's, you're standing for something that's very charged, that has Mm -hmm. a lot of meaning. Yeah. And, um, it's very important to understand that and to, it's very important to understand who are your people and who aren't your people. You know, when building any business, when, creating your niche, you know, when you're identifying who your audience is, you also have to identify who your audience is not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to be having a diluted message that yeah. neither attracts the ones you want nor repels the mm-hmm. ones you don't want. Exactly. Yeah. And that's been a challenge for me in my business. To be mm. honest, I'm still in this process of identifying, mm. you know, who do I serve? Who do I not serve? Because mm-hmm. I do tend to want to serve everyone. And <laughs> I'm realizing that that does create a bit of a diluted message. That's not a business. You know, that's a, that's a hobby maybe, you mm. know, but 
a business is something that serves a specific group of people that have a specific need. Because you can serve them better and more deeply yeah. by doing that. Yep, exactly. And you can speak to them where they are right now. And, the, and they can find you. It's such a noisy environment to be able to find you know, things that can help us in this world. Yeah. There's so much email and social media and advertising mm. that if you're hoping to reach me, you've got to have a super clear laser focused message that yeah I'm helping your kind of people with the kind of problem you've got right now yeah and then I'm going to be like oh yeah I'm going to pay attention to that but if, yeah. if I if we put out a diluted message oh yeah we help everyone <laughs> with everything it's like no one's going to hear that right it's so noisy out there you really have to have a targeted pinpointed strong message yeah to a group of people. Like an arrow you're shooting yep. into the crowd and it's gonna, well, we don't want to kill the people. <laughs> you know, it's targeted. <laughs> it's an arrow of healing. Yes. An arrow of goodness <laughs> that you're trying to shoot the right people with it. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to share about using intuition in your business? Hmm, just, you know, I think that it's possible and really necessary to bring intuition into your business, no matter what your business is. I mean, whether it's, you know, a product business, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's a corporation, whether it's, you know, one person business or a thousand person business, bringing intuition and very conscious leadership into that business, into that venture is what's going to help it thrive. And it's like we mentioned before, you know, if you want to create something with a solid foundation where people are going to be, want to be a part of it, not just coming to work every day or working for you because they feel like they, you know, just need the money. Um, this comes from, it comes from you being connected to your heart, connected to your mission, your big why, and making sure that anyone that's related with your business, your clients, your staff, etc., is also connected to that why. And that you bring the right people in and being very selective about, you know, selective about you know who those people are in some way like making sure that they're really there because they connect with that mission yeah because otherwise they'll they will dilute the mission they'll yeah. dilute the why if you have clients who aren't really into the why it's going to dilute how your business operates if you have staff who are working mm. on the business uh, who aren't into that mm. again it's going to dilute exactly the energy of the business so it just won't be so effective yeah and it won't be, you know, it won't work as well either. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. I think the last thing is just being open for things to change too. As we mm. allow our intuition to guide our business, mm -hmm. we don't always understand when things start to shift. We might not understand the whole picture right away, but trusting the flow and trusting the evolution of our business, that it's going to evolve as it needs to. And as long as we're open and connected to ourselves and connected to that mission, like you said, that mm -hmm. it will it will grow the way that it needs to. Yeah, I mean, I, I often feel a successful business is it's not so much that I am creating the business, it's more that the business is flowing through me yeah. and the other people involved to come into the world. Um, so that's a, a, an alternative way to look at it. And then, you know, we don't have to understand why intuition is saying you need to have lunch at this restaurant because you're going to meet, you know, mm -hmm. what you end up happening is you end up having some coincidence happens. It yeah. all works out. Always, yeah. 
Right. Beautiful, yeah. So how will how can people find you, uh, Kristen, if they want to connect with you more? Yes, well, um, you can find me online at my website, which is artofwild.com. And I'm also building a personal site, um, which is my name, kristenyates.me. And that's just going to be a listing of the different projects that I'm working on. So um, in the future, there will be my yoga project that I'm working on will be up there and some other things. So you can find me at both of those places online. Great. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been such a pleasure. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?